When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome back into the Woody Hayes Athletic Center. It is a practice report after an eventful day, Tim, with the offensive lineman. Of course, that's Tim May. This is Spencer Holbrook. And we just heard from Justin Fry and a whole bunch of offensive linemen, Tim. Yep. Uh, we're going to jump right into it because I feel like there's a lot to break down in this in this you know next 10 to 20 minutes. I uh, hope folks are ready for the the surplus of information we're about to, to, dole, to dole out here. Uh, Tim, what did you learn from the offensive lineman, Justin Fry, and the whole crew? Number one, this this is a group that feels pretty confident about about what they're being taught right now and where they're headed. I mean, I know that sounds pretty general, but uh, the whole uh, the whole idea of of offensive football is to know where you're going and get there in a hurry. Uh, bottom line is, I think this offensive line feels really good about it. Took they took a little umbrage because I asked, like a, several other people, I'm sure did. I was at, still asking questions about in a couple of games last year when they really needed to knock people off the ball and make something happen in the running game. They didn't get it done. That's been a point of focus for Ryan Day. That's why he, uh, one of the reasons he made the changes he did on the offensive line from the standpoint of the coaching staff there, um, going with Justin Fry, a guy he's known for a while, bringing him in from UCLA, but a guy who has a real solid background in terms of physical football. Uh, some of the guys took umbrage with that, but clearly, even though they led the nation in total offense last year, and at points, as Luke Whippler said, you know, they, he thinks they might have led in average yards per carry uh, against Oregon and uh, and Michigan and Utah, at least in the first half, they sure didn't blow anybody off the ball on a consistent basis. And that's those are the games you've got to win if you want to, if you want to win a national championship. You got to be able to run the ball when you want to run the ball, and not when somebody else makes a mistake. And so I get the sense though that these guys have a lot of confidence in what, what they're being taught right now by Justin Fry and the way he's going about minimizing uh, minimizing um, the little footwork, the techniques are involved instead of just a more of a get after it attitude. So it's kind of interesting because we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the five starters, but the main takeaway for me and the thing that I wanted to learn, and I think I did learn, is that after Ryan Day called this unit out in the spring for having no depth, because they didn't, I don't think they felt good about the sixth man, let alone the eighth and ninth guy, these guys all took it personally. And that kind of excludes the starters because they're already entrenched in this thing, and they were already named the starters back in March and April. Yeah. But Zen Maholsky... Josh Fryer, we didn't talk to Jacob James, but his name came up a few different times. Yeah. Uh, these, Enoch, Enoch, Enoch Mamahi, these guys are all getting a lot better. And you talk about Well, we think they are, for sure. Yeah, and yeah. Justin Fry seems to think that they are. Yeah. And, and he has, you know, taken this room, and I think he's put it, taken it up a notch when it comes to the starters, but also the guys that are waiting behind them. And Josh Fryer didn't mince any words. He wants to be on the field, whether that's in the sixth man, like – like Donovan Jackson was last year with that 41 jersey on, sprinting yeah, on the field. Byers. Or whether that's Zen Mahalski having to step in for a play because Paris Johnson loses his shoe, or Jacob James coming in because Luke Whippler's lid comes off. Like, these guys are ready to play. And they can, you feel better about the depth on this line yeah. right now standing here on Monday mid-afternoon than you did on a mid-afternoon in April because of what you're seeing this unit become. That and was, that's yeah. the biggest thing for me is like, I know what the five guys are going to be. 
because I have faith that Paris Johnson will be really good at left tackle. I know what I'm getting with Dewan Jones, and I think he's going to be even better. The inside guys, I have no worries about whatsoever. But then you talk about the depth. I feel a lot better about this unit and the depth than I did last year and at this point in the spring. Yeah. I mean, it'll all be proven or not, you know, as the season goes along and some of these guys get maybe shoved in there. Uh, but yeah, that was job one from the end of the regular, from the end of the season last year till now was to develop depth on this offensive line because of the guys you were losing uh, uh, up front. And number two, the way this offensive line now, you had some key, key backups last year are now starting, you know, yep. and uh, so that was definitely uh, job one because otherwise you just look around this offense and even on the offensive line, the starting unit, I think this offense is loaded. I know, you know, I'm, I'm not, you know, it's like saying the sun is hot, you know, for people. <laughs> they they understand that. But uh, you've got to have depth on that offensive line because knock on wood, uh, they, you know, they got away over the last 10 or, 10 or so years without having too many catastrophic problems from an injury standpoint on the offensive line. But you can't always count on luck being on your side in a game of football where guys are crashing into each other every play. So yeah, that was definitely, and, and we'll see the proof will be in the pudding as, as the season goes on. It's interesting to me that in the last three years, when you think about all the different times Matthew Jones has had to play, uh, Sugar Bowl against Clemson. You talk about Michigan State game when, when a bunch of guys were out with COVID. Like These are big moments that Ohio State needed guys, and the sixth man was Matthew Jones that he was called on. Now he's a starter. Yeah. Now you go, okay, who's the next sixth man? Because you're not going to make it through a regular season without, like I said, having a, guy, a guy's helmet fall off or losing a shoe or spraining an ankle, let alone possibly losing guys for multiple games at a time. You've got to feel good about who's behind the first unit. Yeah. And that's not optional at all. And so... To have Josh Fryer now say, I'm ready to play, and say that he's 95%, I don't think he'll ever be 100% after an ACL tear as an yeah, offensive tackle. Exactly. 95% is good enough. Uh, you know, you look at Zen Mahalski, who continues to come up. I, I know it's weird. You, you talk about, you know, who, who could be next in line. Uh, Zen Mahalski's not really a guy that, that comes up too often uh, until now. But what he a is, name, though. He's starting to make that push, and that's what you want to see from a guy like him who was underrated, maybe under-recruited until Ohio State found him down there in Indiana. Yep. These, these guys are making that push, Tim. And I like those names, though. Zen Mahalski, Enoch Vimahi, Hawaiian. I mean, you know, right on down the line. I mean, yeah, it's it'll come. It'll Their time will come sooner or later when they definitely have to step in there and, and get the job done. But uh, it, it you, you, you're hearing encouraging things about them is the best way of putting it. We didn't get to watch. We it. don't get to watch these guys bang on no. each other. Maybe, maybe this coming, maybe later in this week, we'll get to watch a little bit more of an extended practice. But uh, you know, we're taking people's word for it right now. Yeah, and that's basically all we can do. One thing that I did notice, though, and I'm gonna—it's weird because we just talked offensive linemen. I'm gonna transition a little bit. These guys are having a blast. Uh, come watching these guys come off the field. You know, it's not completely all business. These guys know when to cut loose, when to have some fun, when to be business-like. There's guys, there's defensive linemen sitting there asking Josh Fryer 10 minutes worth of questions, doing our job for us. There's, you know, different guys getting in the getting in the media mix and hanging out and having a good time coming off the field. They just worked their tails off for a couple hours, three hours. And and you can see that, that they're pretty stoked. They're pretty excited and, and jacked up for yeah. what this season can be. And maybe it's nothing because they're 20-year-old guys who are all hanging out with each other. They're but good. also, you just sense that that edge is there, but this is a loose group. And I think that's exactly what Ryan Day wants. He doesn't want them too tight, doesn't want them too loose. They're exactly where they should be right now. And that can only mean good things. And like I said, 
Maybe that's an observation that means nothing come January. Or maybe it's something. Or maybe preseason it's a camp. Preseason camp is nothing like it used to be 20 years ago. I'm not going to the old man because I never I always thought two-a-days were kind of stupid and three-a-days were really overboard. I mean, from the standpoint of you don't want people going into a practice session just trying to get through it, trying to survive. You get nothing done from a depth standpoint. I don't believe in that. The, the great thing about the new way of doing things where you get to practice one time a day, you got to make it quality, but it also keeps people's spirits up because they know they're not facing another afternoon practice. Yep. Now, may, maybe none of these guys have ever had two-a-days. I'm not sure, you know, on the high school level if they still can do those kind of things. But the bottom line is, I think it's really easy to keep a good demeanor for two, two and a half hours and get after things, especially when things are going your way. And, you know, especially these offensive guys, uh, they just feel like they're, they're part of something special. They know it. Uh, this year. They can be part of something maybe as special as ever been at Ohio State. And then the defensive guys, it's like they're it's like they continually are waking up sort of on Christmas morning. <laughs> they're still grinding, but they're they're doing these new things and they're having a fun time doing it because it you just get the idea that Jim Knowles, his offense is really just piquing these guys' interest. They want to see what it's gonna be all about. I'm talking about the guys that are playing it. Yeah. They want to see it come to fruition. Uh, on September 3rd against Notre Dame and then down the line. And I think that really keeps them uh, fresh for one of another term. As for the starting offensive lineman, I, I was most interested to hear from Luke Whipler. Uh, he's a guy that I've always had my eye on. Uh, he's, he's always good with the media. He's always great to talk to. But for him to, you know. What's not to like about Luke Whipler? Go ahead. He's a, a really hard worker. He, he shows up every day. He just gets to work. Last year, he was in a position where, at this time a year ago, he was the backup center and didn't really, I don't think he really planned on playing a whole lot, knowing that how good Harry Miller could have been at center. And to be thrust into that lineup just a few days before that Minnesota game, to be where he is now and be the leader of yeah. the offensive line, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty crazy transition he's made in just a short period of time. But a confident center with a second-year quarterback, a second-year running back, all those wide receivers and then those bookends at tackle that have the chance to be one of the best tackle tandems in the country. The offense seems to all be coming together and it was already together because those starting five had already been named yeah. before this. But you just start to, you're starting to get those, you know, it's starting to bubble up where everything is just starting to come together for this offense. And when full, in an off season, sorry, excuse me, in an off season full of all of the defensive talk, this offense remains the best in America, what it does. We think. And with it, well, it was last year, statistically. It I know, won. but I'm and just so, saying, this is a whole new season. And so yeah. to have the offensive line feeling more confident this year than it was last year when yeah. it was the best in the country, that, that speaks volumes to what they can do. As a yeah, and the five. launching pad will determine it. I mean, uh, it always comes back to your offensive and defensive lines, set the tone for your football team. And, you, you know, you look at Luke Whippler. I mean, he and Dewan Jones are the only two guys back at the position they played last year, for example. Yep. Uh, you know, you've got Paris Johnson Jr. now out at left tackle where he feels most at home uh, from talking with him, et cetera. But he, he gave guard his football best last year. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you've got, like you said, Matt Jones, a journeyman who has paid his dues to get to where he is now to become a bona fide starter at Ohio State. And then Donovan Jackson of five-star elite player out of uh, Katy, Texas, uh, west of Houston, uh, 
everybody's been raving about him since he first showed up last year. They figured out a way to get him on the field, even though he wasn't in the starting lineup yep. last year. Wearing Keith Byers old numbers I pointed out to a while ago, uh, number 41. Uh, and I asked uh, uh, Donovan Jackson, you know, you know, when you, when you jump from like that guy to then becoming a full-time bonafide starter, there's a responsibility there that you didn't have last year. You were sort of this new kid on the block Go in there and make something happen. Now, like he says, you know, you're expected to go in there and play like an Ohio State starting offensive lineman, which brings a lot of responsibility. And I asked him what that means. Basically, it means try to be the, you know, I'm paraphrasing here, but you want to be part of the elite. You yep. want to be considered part of the elite in the nation. And you know people's eyes are on you. Uh, there's a lot to live up to here when it comes to playing on the offensive line. And all these guys get it. Dewan Jones gets it. Dewan Jones now is having more fun than he's ever had. Uh, he's a football player now. Yeah, he he's wasn't. Not he's not a glorified big old basketball player. He's a football player who's lost some weight. Is in much better shape than he was even this time a year ago. Um, you know, he just went on and on about how he feels now about himself and his game. That's going to pay dividends. I and mean, as Paris Johnson Jr. said, you can see that in Dewan, the way he's practicing, the way he's finishing uh, plays, etc. And so, yeah, this has all the makings of being that quintessential kind of offensive line which we've talked about before it looks a lot more like an offensive line than last year's did with four tackles in the center you've got two tackles two guards in the center this year and uh, we'll see where it leads last year it looked like five offensive linemen this year it looks like one offensive line unit yeah and I think that's the biggest difference that's where the progress will come and that's where the number one offense in the country from a years year ago gains a new weapon in a better new and improved offensive line with a new offensive line coach, Justin Fry, all the Buckeyes offensive linemen on the field, uh, talking to the media. Tim and I have just broke it down. Like I said, that's Tim May. This is Spencer Holbrook. This has been the practice report. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Check us out on the Letterman Lounge. Come hang out with us, talk to us. We'll be there all year round where we're covering Ohio State football for Letterman Row.